Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. I'm Sam Moores and with us today, on site, we have Adam Hawley. Hello. Hi Sam. Hi. Good to see you again. Yeah. It's, um, I was looking back, actually before we, before we get into that, can you give the audience a tiny, I don't know, two sentence description of, sort of who you are and what you do? So uh, I'm Adam Hawley, I'm the co-founder of uh, Theon Design. Um, we build cool Porsches. Yeah. <laughs> so we first met each other. It was about the time we recorded, maybe a couple of weeks before. Yeah, or two yeah weeks about before three or years ago. August 2020. So at that point in time, you had started Theon Design. You were doing, you'd done lots of restorations yes. before that point. Is that yeah. right? So we'd done, we'd done a few restorations. Um, to basically show the quality that we could do. Uh, and then we, as a, as a big plan, to do the, the recreation cars. Yeah. And at that point in time, the car that was driving around, that we, that I shot and then drove and we talked about and whatever, was HK001. Yes. Which is the first Hong Kong car. That's how, that's how, that's how you name the cars, yes, right? Exactly right, yeah. Um, and which car, which car was that of the Theon, Theon design? Was that number one? No, that was number two. That was the second car we built. So, and we've just completed the sixth car. Nice. And so, when, when we were just discussing this as I was setting up in, in Adam's office here. Um, the last recording, if you go back and look on YouTube, you'll see Please us don't. recording. <laughs> but we actually, we got into, 
your background and why you made the cars and some of the process and the ideas behind it and, and all, all of that sort of stuff. So if you're inter- interested in the sort of story of Theon Design going back, I think it was episode, I'm going to say 66, it's somewhere around there, August 2020 um, on the podcast. But we were in a storeroom above the workshop recording and it's, it's just which is where my office funny, was which is where your office was yeah. now now you've got like an office now a, a proper office yeah <laughs> with windows and everything <laughs> but and we're in a different building we are we still have the other building but we have a, a new uh basically we have the other bu- old building which is now sort of the the dirty uh building as we call it and then this is the post paint customer-facing building. So we have just the nice painted shelves and building up for, for final build. And in the, the the dirty building as such, I don't know, what, we could probably give it a slightly better name than that, but the, that building, because all these cars, as much as you want your process to be like as clean and nice, and actually if we walk outside this office, there's four or five cars in build yeah. right there, um, and it's all like super clean. Um, for the first chunk of the process, there's just so much mess. Yeah, it's just, yeah, creates a massive amount of mess. So even stripping a car creates a huge amount of mess. So, uh, yeah, it's better to keep the two very separate. Have you, have you found any weird stuff taking a car apart? Uh, yes, yes. Um, in one of the restoration cars, we found some very interesting letters from... from um, a, a woman to her boyfriend who was in prison, and yeah, there was very, some very detailed uh, descriptions in there. Nice. And where was that? Was that in the, that was glove, in the compartment? glove compartment? Because it was uh, it was all locked, and we had to get new keys from Porsche, so it hadn't been opened in like twenty years or something. Oh wow! And yeah, we got some. Yeah. And then presumably that was that was built to do the build, bought to do the build. So, so. that was a, that was a pure restoration car. So that wasn't a re- all the recreation cars. There's not, re- you know, they're all relatively, uh, you know, there's, they're nine six fours. So had someone had the the person that was doing the restoration had they had the car for a long time? Uh, they had. We, so we we actually bought the car to restore oh, okay. it to then okay. sell on. They wanted like a, so, a yeah. nice a nice version. So yeah, so we found was, one. Yes, with some some funny documents hidden in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the. It, one of the things we talked about in the previous one was like the sort of specs of the cars and stuff like that at that time. Now, has that evolved? Have things evolved a bit? Yeah, hugely. We, we've become more and more bespoke and uh, higher and higher quality. Um, we basically just want to build the best possible car we can and as tailored to the owner as humanly possible. So, you know, for instance, uh, the last three cars have all been 400 horsepower, but you know, one was a weekend beast, one was uh, a cross-European tourer, and one was sort of a, a more refined RS. And so we don't just do a colour and trim exercise, it's completely down to the nuts and bolts right. of the car, making it, engineering it even to, to the customer's preference. So what sort of things have you changed? So if I come to you and say, I want a car, I'm going to be as vague as that, let's just say it's a Porsche. Yeah. Um, well, we only do the, the, the 964-based... Yeah. Recreation. Are they so. getting harder to find now? Um, no, not particularly. I mean, because most of our most of our cars have actually gone abroad. In fact, our first UK car uh, is about three months away from completion, and then we have five UK cars in a row. Bizarrely. Oh, nice. Um, but so they, 
you know, it's not so much because we're only taking, you know, one or two from each country. It's, it's more difficult to find, but it's not, uh, it's not impossible. And we, we try and take a, a more tired, you know, run yeah. down 964 and actually give it a new lease of life. I mean, we've had some that have been quarter of a million miles, others that you can stand outside the car and put one arm in the engine bay and the other, yeah. other arm inside the car because it's just completely rotten out. So, and that's a good thing to do because, you know, you want to keep these cars on the road. You know, okay, we are completely restoring them and changing them, but it's still, we still keep the, the essence of the, of the original yeah. 964. And you keep quite a lot of the car, like the, the base of the car. So I've heard with other, other people, some people are going, actually, if you're going to spend X amount on the whole build, like just buy a nice car to start with, because you're going to end up with less problems. Have you, if someone says, oh, I've, I've just, you know, I've got a VIN plate attached to some wheels and they send you, you know, something that's falling apart. Do you go, actually, the restoration of this is going to take so much time that it's not worth it? Uh, I mean, there's obviously going to be a limit of where it's, you know, worthwhile doing, but most, most parts of the car are still available from Porsche, or if not, we can fabricate them. Yeah. So you can save most cars, and that's, that's what we'd rather do. And I guess it's having, it's having a new body. Yeah. It's, having a, it's having a lot of new stuff. Yeah. So the amount of work required on the existing stuff, you're not having to do a whole car. No, I mean, well, basically, we, we keep the original safety cell of the car, and then, you know, all the carbon panels are bonded or bolted on um, from, the, from there. So it's... You know, obviously the, the wishbones and stuff are, are kept as well, but uh, it's, it is basically a new car in the sense of, you know, all the carbon panels, interior, exterior, the engine is, you know, the, the ca engine case is kept, but the rest of that is all completely rebuilt. Um, but we don't try and reinvent it. It's not about, yeah. you know, it, you know they're, they're great cars to begin with, and it's about making them better in every way, but still feel like a, a 964 because... They are great cars to begin with. Um, but, you know, if you can enhance it in every way and make it just feel more connected to the road, and it's amazing you drive, you know, a tired donor car, and you can feel there's something inside it, but it's just a bit lost and yeah. a bit muddied. And then you drive one of our cars, and you can, you can absolutely feel, you know, the essence of the original car, but just brought to life and just... It's quite mad, actually, the difference between, I think I drove, when I came to visit you last time, you had one that was about to go into the restoration. So it's like kind of barely running, but running. <laughs> yes. um, and I drove that around like for like two minutes. And then I went out in your car. And it, like, the difference is <laughs> between those two is insane. Yeah. Like such a different, obviously it's the same, but it's, it's not at all. Well, I mean, and now we have the, the tractive suspension, the semi-active mm. suspension, which makes such a huge difference to the, the whole drivability of the car. You know, you don't have that kind of, you know, rougher experience of, of you know, standard coilovers. You have a much more compliant feel to the car. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard when it goes into a corner on the, the side it needs to be hard and, you know, stiff. And, you know, it's firm when you accelerate, but it's it's still so much more compliant. You can turn it to be a soft for, for you know, a cobbled street, but turn it stiff for yeah. being, you know, going around a racetrack. 
And I think that makes such a huge difference to our cars. It makes them so much more usable. So a lot of people are speccing the tractive system now. I mean, it's the one thing I say, if somebody's going to use it on any roads, anything like the UK roads, yeah. then it's the one thing I say absolutely go for because it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, I've driven a 993 resto mod recently that had a, had a tractive setup on it. And it seems like there's one thing which is putting the suspension on the car. And then there's the next thing, which is how do you then program it, software it, set up? So in, in your cars, what have you gone for in terms of programming for the suspension in the car? What do you have? So we just have, we have a five-way switchable knob. So we set up the car the way the, the customer wants. You know, yeah. we, one of the first questions we say is, you know, how are you going to drive this car? Where are you going to drive it? You know, what's the normal you know, way you're going to drive it? And um, so we set it up, we, we have parameters that we have and we can move it softer or harder or make yeah. the, the bandwidth bigger. Um, and then obviously when the customer drives the car, if they want to adjust it, we can adjust it further. But Yeah, because I found that this car, I think it had a similar sort of thing. It was like one to five or yeah. I think it was one to five. Um, and I, <laughs> it, it almost is like, it's like, what's the mood of the week? What's the mood of that day? I was just quite enjoying like, the concept of super soft cars. So I had this thing in like one and you could feel it like massively move like forward and backwards as you're going into a corner and move around and whatever. And then you crank it all the way up to five and you're like, oh no, this is like locked down and stiff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, where do you want in the middle? And that, even actually ignoring the comfort point of view, there's actually some fun to be had and you, don't, you wouldn't necessarily want your car like super soft all the time. But you can, you can have quite a, a playful car if you have it yeah, super yeah. soft at low speeds. Yeah, it completely um, changes the characteristics of the car. You know, you compare it to most modern cars with run-flat tyres, and it's, it's just so much more compliant. It's, it's so much better. Yeah, because I, I keep forgetting how awful the roads are in the UK. <laughs> yeah, especially like, in Oxfordshire. Yeah, like where we are, like where we are here, on the way here, it's just like... Pothole Central. Just Pothole Central. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. So you've... So we did, last time I saw you, it was HK Hong Kong one. Yeah. That Hong Kong car went to Hong Kong. Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, do you then find after a car's gone somewhere that, like, a bunch of mates of the people that have bought it or they've taken it to places and then you do you end up getting a bunch of phone calls, people going... It's, do you know, it's, it's always seems strange that we, I don't know whether people talk to each other or, but we, we tend to get a couple from one country and then, well, yeah. say five UK cars in a row and then we've got, I think, four US cars. You know, it just seems to be, you know, they, they do talk to, you know, people talk to each other and, yeah, so it's... It is funny how that sort of thing happens. I've, I've heard it from some other people where the, there'll be like a, let's just say, exceptionally wealthy friendship group. Yes. And some new thing will come out. One of them will go and drive it or come out and be like, oh, yeah, 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 this is great. And they're like, do you think your friends will? I'm like, yeah, they're all going to want one. And then you're like, right, there we go. There's, there's six orders or whatever. Yes. For whatever the latest, greatest thing is. Um, yeah, I was just, I had a look back through the Instagram of what we've got. We had a, a, a Germany car. Yeah, so the German car was actually the first car. Ah, okay. Yeah. So there's the German car, the Hong Kong. And Bel another Hong Kong. Is that Belgium? So no, there was a German car, Hong Kong car, another Hong Kong car. In fact, we've got them here. A Belgium car. Oh, nice. And then, oh, I like oh, this. they're the wrong way around, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So then That's we had right. the Belgian car and the, the, the Chile car as well, and then the Italian car. And have they all been, I know you've said some are sort of set up a bit differently and whatever. Do most people go, I think engine choice wise, you had a 3.8 and you had a 4 litre. We've had 3.8s, 4 litres, we've had a supercharged car. Um, yeah, How most come you did a supercharged car? Because that's what the customer wanted. And as I say, it's all about the, the tailoring of cars yeah. to their owner. Um, so he's a big Jaguar fan and he loves supercharged cars. So we, we did a supercharged for him. But we made sure it was still done in a kind of Porsche way. So it was, we actually positioned it in the same place as the original um, AC unit and basically integrated it in a way as if Porsche would have done it. Okay, nice. So uh, just... Because that is, that is quite a lot of your thing, isn't it? It's like, how would Porsche do this? That, yes. You kind of want to do it that way. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the most important thing for us, yeah. you know, to keep it this purity of purpose, make it absolutely a Porsche thing. That, you know, if Porsche weren't building a production car, they would be building a small run of cars. You know, this is what we hope they would have done if they could have done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the specs I'm looking at now are all quite, like, refined, nice. They're just, like, quite nice-looking things. And, and outside... This is similar, similar vibe, like just yes. like nice looking cars. Can we, are we allowed to talk about what we were talking about with the blue one at the end? Uh, we can talk about elements of it, yes, definitely. The start, the, the yeah, the, the carbon tab, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, talk me through, talk me through that. So, we're, we're currently in the process of building our first Targa, and um, we've basically worked with our, our carbon suppliers to effectively make a carbon tub inside the, the shell to keep the, the strength, the rigidity of the targa, which obviously as soon as you remove the roof, you completely lose. So the whole uh, chassis has been RS welded, and then RS seam welded, and then, uh, yeah, as I said, we have these two carbon tubs to, you know, absolutely yeah. keep the, the stiff and the stiffness there's, and the rigidity in the chassis. There's basically these two carbon kind of Tubs is the right word, but I think if you if, if someone hears carbon tub, they think of something slightly different. But they they're these two tubs are sort of like in, big insets that slot exactly into the floor on either side of the yeah. transmission tunnel, um, and they're, they're all bonded in and whatever. To yeah. and it's going to in, increase the torsional, torsional stiffness, stiffness and by significant amounts. Significant amounts, yes. Um, which is is quite an interesting solution. Like I've not come across that as a way of was using sort of, well, I say advanced, it is advanced materials, but like yeah. you see a lot more carbon nowadays, but it takes away from building a big bunch of scaffolding around your car and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, because you just, our cars always want to be very, you know, want to be refined. And if you can use a modern solution, engineering solution yeah. to improve these cars, you know, that's what you kind of want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. That way of stiffening stuff, I want. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm really interested to know how it comes out when it's finished, how it drives and whatnot. Because there's so many older cars that we know are like yeah. wishy-washy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Targa is a great car, but as soon as you remove that roof panel, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you definitely feel you've taken it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, things. I remember when on the car I drove, you'd 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 done. 
And I think you've done this across different builds. You've done little solutions for that driver. Very much. Uh, and that one, I think, had a, had a reversing camera. Did it have a reversing camera? Uh, yeah, no, that was the one after. The one after had a reversing camera. So yeah, it had a flip down reversing camera because he wanted the reversing camera, but he didn't want it visible at all times. So as soon as you put it into reverse, the camera flipped down so you could see what you're doing, or the screen flipped down yeah. so you could see what you're doing. And yeah, we, we tend to do things like that for pretty much every car. So the, I think the one not, I drove, the, not the reversing screen, but just the solution. Things. Yeah, um, very personalised. So that the, the one I drove had a phone holder. That's right. Uh, do yeah. you have you done that across a bunch of them? Or so yeah, a lot of our cars have the wireless charger in the dash, um, and yeah, we're just kind of building on new new ideas. And what are some examples of some other little things that you've done? Oh. <laughs> there's, there's some very exciting stuff that, that's in process. What about in, in the cars that have come out? Like little details and things. One little thing we've done on all of the cars, actually, is the, um, well, we have the high-level brake light as well that's hidden, so it's in the early style yeah. cut into the back. And we also have a anti, um, what's it called, anti-dazzle rear-view mirror. Mm. So... Obviously, because you're very low, and as soon as an SUV comes up behind you, you can't see a thing in the back. So oh, okay. we have the auto-dimming rear-view mirror. That's, that's across all of our cars. And uh, yeah. Something that you pointed out, on a, on a table behind the camera, um, I'm going to need to not move this chair at all. Um, <laughs> if, quite if, you, if you're listening chairs. and you hear this kind of creaky noise, that <laughs> it's the chairs we're sitting on. Um, but on the table behind the camera are a couple of wing mirrors. And you pointed out something that I've, I don't know how I've never noticed, but we can talk about it. Um, your early wing mirror design yes. went through the front window. Yes, yeah, front sort of quarter, light. quarter light, yes. So, and because of that, it had to be a plexiglass, so like an acrylic uh, sheet rather than glass. Um, and we just weren't satisfied with it with a, as, a, as a proper solution. And it looked great, but it just, we weren't 100%, you know, we wanted to improve on it. So then we moved to basically fixing it to the, to the wing, to the, to, sorry, to the door, um, because plexiglass, for one, rattles at speed, and yeah. especially with a mirror attached to it, and also for a safety aspect. You know, it's, a glass window is a lot harder to break through than a plexiglass one. Yeah. So um, it's fine for a race car, but uh, for a road car, you want, you know, the refinement of, of glass. Yeah, and, and that thing of, oh, I, I, I don't know, I, I've definitely driven a car that's, that's had a vibrating side mirror or whatever, and you're driving that's along and you're like, annoyed. literally, what's the point? Like, you might as well not be there because above, at any speed that 40 miles an hour or whatever, yeah. it's just rattling away. Yeah. And yeah. And then also, I remember seeing, we talked about this in the previous one, but your, um, your, the design for the wing mirror. Yes, so we also resolved that as well um, to make it more dynamic visually um, and obviously it will flow better through the air as well. And I think, but I remember you talking about you spent ages designing this wing mirror because it looks, like it looks cool, yeah. but then having the mechanism, is it electric? Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's still electric. It's yeah. all electric, adjustable and So yeah, whatever. we refined all the engineering components of it because it was, yeah, it was a very... Difficult thing to make, to put together. It took just as long to put the wing mirror together as the whole door, basically. But it's now much, much easier and we've refined all yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, it's, but that's, that's part of the R&D of, of, 
you know, a business like ours. You know, we, we try and resolve things as, you know, as well as we possibly can and improve them. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Turbocharged? Have you done any turbocharged cars? We haven't done a turbocharged car yet. We've done, as I said earlier, we've done a, done a supercharged car, which, yeah. um, which was, we did in a kind of, as close to being a Porsche way as possible with regards to, as, a, as close to being a turbocharger, the yeah. way it works, uh, and the install. Um, but the customer ordered a turbo, uh, supercharger, so that's, that's what we do. So if I came to you and said, I want a 964 turbo? Yeah, we'd more than happily do that. Okay, so you're, you're open to literally... Yeah, I mean, literally, the, the whole point is it's, it's a completely tailored product, um, and that's the point. Yeah, that's, that's our USP, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, 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 it's really interesting coming back and seeing... Like, last time there was, there was the car that was done, and then there was a, there was a sort of few stages of vehicles yeah. before that. Um, and then the workshop where, you know, restoration and whatever was going on. But coming in now, <laughs> I wish I could, ch- I, I technically could, but I'm not going to move the camera for those watching, um, walk in next door. And yeah, there's like four or five, four, four, five? Five, I think. Five, five cars all looking pretty great, um, ready to go or being put together. What stage are the ones here at? So uh, the ones out there, there's... Uh, there's one completed car, there's Italy out there, and there's a couple of cars that are just pre-trim, so they're in the pre-trim build, um, and we also have a restoration project out there as well. So, And so, for the, at this point, they get, they get taken apart initially, yep. then like chassis and whatever gets done. All the chassis, all the yeah, coach works get done. Then they get put back together, they get built. So, so what we do is then we, we, you know, all the carbon is bonded onto it, onto the chassis, and then everything is, all the lights and everything are dry fitted to the car, and then it can be painted, and then it comes back for pre-trim build, and then obviously trim, and then final build. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking, I, I kind of want to go and have a look, look, poke around, poke around some more cars. I normally ask five five questions. I think this is a good, oh, good no, way to get back not, in. Not your questions. Do you well, they, they do. They I haven't do. changed. That's, that's haunted me. <laughs> uh, if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life. Do you know what? I would actually use our, one of ours as a daily driver. I'd be, yeah, I'd be happy. And how would you spec it now? Do you know what? My, my spec choice has completely changed. And yeah, I would... Still not sure about colour because every time one of, we build a car, they all. I, I just love all the colours that all of our customers yeah. have, have have built. But yeah, I'd certainly go four litre, six speed, and uh, yeah. But that's the, the colours thing is so tricky, isn't it? Because I, I kind of in my head have like a this is my spec, like on any car kind of thing. Yeah. And then, but then you see some specs that people do that someone else might be like, this is my thing, and you go. Oh yeah, but that's that's pretty good. That's I quite like that. Yeah, it's interesting actually. Some of the some of the specs that customers that we've discussed, you know, for their project, and I've kind of thought, well, I'm not sure if that's going to work. And obviously, I've spoken to them and, and suggested, well, I don't know if we should go a slightly different route. And then no, yeah. no, no, that's that's the route. I'm going to go. Okay, you know, it's your car, and and it comes to the end of it, and every time I have to say, hats off, you were right. You know, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you never know until you actually physically see it. You know. No, 
And, that, and I think that must be one of the things as well. If you're doing the spec, if you're deciding, you're like, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> no, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I think the ones that really like nail it are on the edge. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're just like they're not the absolutely obvious, whatever. Like I don't know, green tan or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. whether it's the details or the different bits or the inserts or something, it's like there's an element of like on the edge, yes. and then you look at the final car and go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's the, yeah taking the risk and yeah making and something something cool will come out of it. Because you do. Um, you do like th 3D renders of all the interiors and stuff. Yeah, so we, like we that, basically I work with the customer and you know, send them half a dozen options, for, for example, for the interior. And so they can pick and choose elements and, and we work together to, to make the perfect interior for them. I remember actually, that was, that was one of the things when we were, we'd, we'd shot some photos and then you were like, oh, someone wants a different interior, whatever, in the car. And it was not very long. I think it was like five minutes. You were like, yeah, so here's the next, here's like an iterator. I was like, I just took that photo and gave you that photo. <laughs> and you've changed the interior of the car to something different. And I was like, okay, I need to go back to Photoshop and practice my, <laughs> practice my skills. Well, that's the so great was... thing about Photoshop though, isn't it? It's just, it's, it's an awesome, such a powerful tool. Yeah, it is. Do you see a lot of these renders and stuff that people do of, on, generally they appear on Instagram of like, it might be, the Kaiser is, is one that pops into my mind sort of first did a lot of it might be a 911 and then but he's made it like a end of the world off-road spec or, uh, okay yes yes yeah I have seen them yeah but loads of like crazy stuff um, one recently that I thought is not crazy in the slightest but it's really interesting what some people do on the internet and you, you kind of almost look I look at some manufacturers and go I think you should just let the people on the internet do it for you there's because a lot there's, of talent there's there, some really but, good people yeah. and like the front end of your car is horrific. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> um, what do you think is the most undervalued car at the moment? Yeah, no idea. I, basically, we've just literally got back from Salon Privé <laughs> and, uh, and I'm kind of, and Vista Heritage, uh, we did the Sunday Scramble over there and yeah, my mind is completely scrambled <laughs> at the moment. What, so thinking of, uh, what were those two events like for you? What was Salon like? Salon was absolutely phenomenal. It was, it was brilliant, just chatting to lots of you know, potential customers and just people interested in the cars. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. Did you have a mooch around the other stuff? Yeah, only very briefly, because we didn't really get the chance to go around. Yeah, true, you kind of need to be there next, yeah. to, next to your car. Um, what, was, what was the most interesting thing you saw there? Uh, so it was quite interesting to see the the Delage, the uh, the tandem uh, yeah. two seater Formula One car for the road. I think yeah, there was some inter very interesting some uh, design aspects to that. So um, yeah, obviously complete opposite end of the scale yeah. to us. Um, so yeah, there was yeah, there's some interesting stuff. There. It's interesting. I saw the um, the I don't know how you pronounce it, pronounce it. Weisman, Weisman. Oh uh, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's called the Thunderball. Um, it's, I find it interesting seeing some of these brands that have not, they kind of disappeared for a while, yeah. come back, but with an EV. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to how this is going to go ultimately in, in whatever. 20 years time, I'm sure, I think everyone will yeah. be driving EVs, so it won't seem so odd, but 
to launch a new sports EV at the moment, I think is a really interesting move. Because I'm, I, ju I don't, I just don't know. I'd really like to know from these people, like how the order books are doing and stuff. Well, it was it was so strange because we did the supercar parade, and you know there was you know a hybrid in front of us and like three electric cars behind mm. us, and our car is the only car making any noise. Yeah. And part of you kind of feels like, well, we shouldn't be making quite as much noise, but part of you thinks, well, actually, this is what a car is about. This is the heart and soul of a car. Especially yeah. a sports car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Moment, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting space moving forward. But yeah, I, I thought it was, I kept, went along for a bit. thought it was a good event. I was just discussing with Adam about how I, I meant to record a podcast. So apologies to the listeners. There was... I, was, I, was, I, knew, I knew I was coming here, so I knew I was going to get you. Yeah. Um, and then I, I didn't, I just spent too much time chatting to a mate about whatever. Cars. About cars. Cars, <laughs> cars, exactly. And having a drink and stuff. Um, most interesting car to you at the moment? Each one of our cars, because they're, they're, they are, because they're all so bespoke, it's, I, I'm just amazed by whatever all the customers want to do with regards to different aspects and the fact that all of our cars drive so differently they're, they're just, it's it's so amazing what you can do with a single chassis yeah and make such a completely just range of different cars out of it that is i think that's that must be i think some people might must look at it and go okay but you've got like a 964 911 like how you know how wide a, an experience it's, Can you go? It's phenomenal. I mean, we've uh, the last three cars we built, we built a weekend beast that was absolutely phenomenal to drive and just, you know, revs up so quickly and it was, you know, quite firm, but it was still very drivable and, you know, it was very, it was an awesome car to drive. We built a cross-European Tourer, um, which the gentleman picked up in January when it was minus 10 and drove to Belgium for the weekend, you know, and then, you know, the, the Italian car is kind of a more refined RS. And they are such completely different personalities of cars. It's amazing how, how we can get such a variation. And with those, do you do different levels of like sound deadening and window types and stuff? We can do, yes. Um, we, we, it's all down to custom preference. So, um, yeah, what, whatever the customer wants, really. So, you know, you can do, for instance, RS glass, which is yeah. obviously lighter and therefore, you know, save you weight, but obviously you will get a little bit less uh, sound deadening from it. Um, and the same with throughout the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five car garage. Unlimited value. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you asked, it's just, I should have done some prep work, really, shouldn't I? I mean, I have asked you that, yeah, you that did. one before. It's, it, that is a tricky one. I, well, I've just told you that I've like I had five cars and I've gone. I don't want five cars. So I've now got two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I probably want five different Porsches of five different generations, just because they are such great. Go on, then, five. Give me five. Uh, probably a two point seven RS. Okay. Just because you, why wouldn't you? Um, Actually, a 911 ST, so same generation, really, but there we go. Um, obviously, one of our cars, so it's three. Um, probably a 991 Targa. Yeah. Um, and probably a 992, I don't know, GT2 RS or something. Yeah, something monster. Yeah. 
I, if you'd asked me, I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago, if I'd looked at someone's collection and 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 it was like every iteration of Porsche RS car or something, mm. like or and then literally every major Ferrari or whatever, I'd go, oh, that sounds a bit boring. But now, now <laughs> I'm so nerdy on Porsches and stuff. I'm like. Yeah, I'd have a 996 and a 997 and a 991 RS. I, 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 and then I'd have a TTS. But and they're all such, so great, but so different <laughs> again. I, I think it's, they're not that different. But they, I think there's, yeah. if you're into the, if you start getting into the, the differences and the, maybe the times and when they came out and what they were like and whatever, it's very easy to start, you know, slicing it thinner and thinner yeah, and yeah. thinner and thinner. But yeah, it's just, it's an interesting way of looking at it. I, I think we should go and have a look around some of these cars. Let's do it. So thanks very much for a little bit of an update. No, and, uh, good to see you again. Good to have you back again. So. Yeah. Cheers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.